Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the By the Book podcast with Mr. By the Book, Gaston Lord. Hey, it is just me. It's all me. It's just myself, me, myself, and I. I understand this is the first episode for a couple of weeks, so you've maybe been wondering, oh, what's been going on? Well, I'm going to get into that today. There's also a couple of other things I want to talk about. I want to talk about the Elimination Chamber and Battle of the Va- Battle, Battle in the Valley, which just happened um, on on February 18th, I believe it was. And uh, I also want to I want to talk about that. I also want to talk about the King of Supreme that recently happened. A tournament that I was in at my home promotion where I grew up uh, was trained and, and wrestled at um, my entire you know for the for the start of my career. And I want to talk about uh, the matches that I had, but I also just want to talk about some of the coverage that one of my matches in particular is getting, which is pretty exciting, and the attention that that is, that is uh, providing. And then I also want to talk about just AEW Revolution that is coming up, as I am excited for that. That is this Sunday. So... First off, I'm going to get the elephant out of the room, out of the way. Oh, why haven't I had any shows lately? Well, A, I've been extremely busy, and B, I was sick. Um, I made, My wife and I uh, made a last-minute trip to Tennessee to see my, my sibling and his family down in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, and that was exciting. We, I was also sick for a week, so I had to cancel all of my bookings, um, not this past week weekend, but the week before as well. So that has not been fun. We have been extremely busy. My wife and I are um, working a lot, um, trying to... Well, I'm working a lot uh, from a business standpoint in professional wrestling, working on some things I can't really talk about yet, but also working on some uh, other things that I can talk about. I'm trying to make connections with promotions, trying to get into um, bigger places, uh, just all kinds of stuff. And I'm also, I was a DoorDash trying to make us some extra cash. So uh, we've been just really busy with all that. Um, A lot of personal, some personal hardship has been going on that I've been trying to work through as well. And I, I don't feel like I could have been a good host for any guests or anything, and I'm working through it. Um, Definitely working through it, but I'm going to be open with my listeners and with those who are are fans of mine. Um, Not too open, not too open. Uh, No professional wrestler should be too open, and we should kind of keep things to ourselves, but... I also just don't feel I, w- I would have been good a good host for the past couple of weeks. So, but I'm feeling a little better now. I really uh, wanted to um, do this podcast. I wanted to do this a week ago, but like I said, we've just been in- incredibly busy and and things have been hectic. So we're back today. We're back uh, on the podcast this week. Um, even though it'll come out like later than than normal, but I'll try getting back to my regular Tuesday schedule before long. And yeah, so that's just, you know, it basically just comes down to I was sick and I've been extremely busy. This weekend, I have events coming up that I'm very excited for that I've also been preparing for. Um, I will be wrestling for the Premier Wrestling League in uh, Bluefield, West Virginia 
which is right on the border of like West Virginia and, and North Carolina from the way I understand it um, based on my trip and I will be defending my AIWF World Television Championship against Jeff Paul and then I will be making my way down after I inevitably beat Jeff Paul I will be making my way down the next day to Mount Airy, North Carolina which is only about an hour a little it's under an hour and a half from uh, the PWL show the day before. I will be going to Mount Airy, North Carolina. And, and my lovely wife is coming with me, Mrs. LaRue. I'm very excited for that. Um, but we will be going down, I will be going down to Mount Airy, North Carolina to defend my AIWF World Television Championship again at the uh, 31st anniversary of the AIWF. Um, and I will be defending against the monster, 300 pound plus monster known as Blade. That is very exciting. I'm looking forward to making my North Carolina debut uh, this Saturday night. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to go down there, um, stay in a hotel, maybe enjoy North Carolina a little bit before the show that day. Very exciting. Uh, there's, you know, there's going to be some, a lot of great promoters down there in North Carolina. Uh, so I'm going to be making lots of connections, hopefully getting myself some further places. Uh, I'm very excited for that. Um, you know, maybe some promotions that I haven't worked for, worked for before, but maybe I'll get some new states out of it. That's what I'm looking for this weekend, forward to this weekend. And then I have to make a seven hour plus drive back from North Carolina dirt in the middle of the night. And then on the afternoon of March 5th, I will be wrestling in Newark, Ohio, challenging for the Buckeye Wrestling Alliance Tag Team Championships, the BWA Tag Team Championships, alongside my fellow tragedy boy, Percy Drews, who you have also heard on the show before. So I am very excited about that. And for those of you who don't know what the AIWF is, the AIWF, uh, I've explained this before on the podcast, but for, the, for those of you who maybe didn't hear that episode, the AIWF is a promotion that runs out of North Carolina, but they're also affiliated with companies uh, all across the United States um, and outside of the United States and Mexico and Canada and in different countries all across all across the world. So I'm looking for all kinds of opportunities this weekend, hopefully not only just in America, but overseas as well um, and just out of the country in general um, and the continent of North Amer of North America. Um, as far as like Canada and Mexico and stuff. So that is very exciting. I, and the AIWF is wonderful. The guy who runs it has been wonderful to me so far since I have been one of his champions. Uh, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited for this weekend. I think it's going to be one of my favorite wrestling weekends ever, especially sharing it with my beautiful wife. I think it'll be wonderful. So, uh, where to begin? Um, so I, I, I discussed my upcoming weekend, my upcoming events. Uh, that is why, you know, and the reasons why I've been on hiatus some. Um, some of it's like personal stuff, but I, I just stuff that I can't and won't get into. I will start with talking about the Elimination Chamber and Battle in the Valley, and I'm just going to kind of hit the cliff notes. I'm not going to do a long review like I did for Royal Rumble. Um... I thought the women's Royal the women's elimination chamber match was good. Oscar won. She had a great showing. Liv Morgan had a great showing. I thought that was great. Uh, Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley was 
atrocious. Um, to be completely honest, the finish was awful. And now we're leading to Bobby and Bray and Lashley and Omos, or, or no, Lesnar and Omos randomly, which just feels so weird by, based on the ending of Lesnar and Lashley. That's a whole thing. I don't think either of those matches are great WrestleMania matches, if we're being completely honest as well. Um, you know, I'm not running the WWE, so, uh, you know, I'm not going to come on and knock anybody. I'm not going to, you know, I mean, it's a good way to never get signed. But um, I just, I, I just don't know their thinking there. Um, it was just strange. The night really picked up with Finn Balor and Beth Phoenix against, or uh, Finn Balor and uh, Rhea Ripley against Edge and Beth Phoenix. That was such a good mixed tag match. Like it was, it was so good. The Shatter Machine ending with Beth and Edge was wonderful. The a nice call out to the fact that. Um, Cash Wheeler um, helped uh, train Edge for getting back in shape, getting back in the ring, and Beth Phoenix. Um, so that's really cool. It's a, that was a nice little shout out. It was a really good match. Uh, now, based on Raw, it looks like they're setting up Balor and Edge for WrestleMania. I'm hoping it is the rumored match that was going to be for Royal Rumble, which is a Hell in a Cell match with Demon Balor and Brood Edge, which I think would be pretty fun. I think that would be pretty good. Oh man, yeah. And uh, WrestleMania Hell in a Cell matches are always really cool. <laughs> uh, we usually had them with Undertaker, but I just think that they're really awesome. I think the last one we had was the Shane McMahon and Undertaker match um, at WrestleMania 32. So I think, it, I think we're due for one at WrestleMania and I, I'm excited for that. Then we had the match of the night, in my opinion, even over Sammy and Roman, because, I, well, maybe not, uh, and I'll get into that. Um, but it was the United States title triple, uh, elimination chamber match. Man, it was so good. Everyone killed it. Everyone had great shine. Um, man, Seth Rollins is obviously incredible. Him and Johnny Gargano went at it throughout the match. I, I want a singles match of those two so bad. They killed it the whole match. The Hurricane Rana out of a power bomb off the top of the pod and onto everybody was killer. Montez Ford hanging from the rafters from the top of the elimination chamber like Spider-Man dropping onto everyone was incredible. I'm so, so happy that Montez Ford got a great single showing in the match. Bronson Reed looked like a beast, even though he went out first, he still looked like a beast. Damian Priest looked incredible. Everyone in the match just looked fantastic. Austin Theory looked like a smarmy heel. Um, Logan Paul showing up. The way that they did Logan Paul showing up and costing Seth Rollins was very clever. I'm still not into Seth Rollins and Logan Paul at WrestleMania. Um, as I've expressed before on the Royal Rumble review, I just think that Seth Rollins deserves to be doing more at WrestleMania. He should be in a marquee title match. He should be doing something like that. But it is what it is in the end. Um, you can't really manage it. You can't really do anything about it. But it just kind of sucks uh, that he's stuck with Logan Paul. It'll be a good match. It'll be a fine match. But I just feel like Seth needs to be doing more. Um... I am excited for the fact that it seems like Theory will be defending the United States title against Cena at WrestleMania. Uh, and while 
a win over Cena would maybe make theory. I part of me just really wants Cena to win the U.S. title uh, and do open challenges again, but I don't know how likely that is with the fact that he uh, doesn't exactly, you know, that he's in Hollywood and he his schedule may not call for him to be able to show up and do United States title open challenges. But man, I would love it. I would be so happy if he could. Um, I miss Cena on weekly television. I miss Cena on weekly programming. Honestly, if Cena was there, I, I've said this before, I don't really keep up. I keep up with weekly programming, but I don't watch the weekly programming. But if Cena was there, I probably would watch the weekly programming if I'm being completely honest. Um, he's just so good. And I miss watching Cena wrestle all the time. But I'm glad that it seems we're going to get to watch him wrestle at WrestleMania against Austin Theory. And that is coming up Monday. John Cena is showing back up on Raw Monday. So I'm pretty excited about that as well. And then the main event was Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns. For, the, for both the WWE and Universal titles. And while going into the match, I didn't expect Sammy to win. I... Man, they made me believe. <laughs> they made me believe. And, and if you look at it, the, the stuff they do is like so basic and simple. But the way they do it is so beautiful and poetic. And it's just incredible. Um, they told an incredible story. They didn't have to do all these crazy spots. They didn't have to do all these crazy things in the match to keep you engrossed. And the story has been incredible. The match was awesome. Um, it was very reminiscent of Drew and Roman at Clash of the Castle. I honestly don't know which match I like more. The Sammy and Roman match or the Drew and Roman match. I would maybe have to go back and watch both of them. But both matches were incredible. I was biting onto everything. The only thing I didn't like was the finish. Because, well, it left things open-ended and left things open for some more great storytelling. Um, so so for, for those who maybe didn't watch it, uh, what happened is Jey Uso got in between Roman and Sammy. The referee was down. Roman was going to hit Sammy with a chair. Uh, Roman did what he did to Sammy at the Royal Rumble, handed the chair to Jay. It looked like Jay was going to hit Roman. Roman moved out of the way as Sammy charged him. Sammy speared Jay. Um, but then Roman just kind of beat up Sammy with the chair uh, and, I, and I think speared him and then pinned him. And it just felt kind of flat. I wish that it had been a little more immediate. Like maybe he like hit Sammy with a spear and then pinned him, like, quickly. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just felt it felt a little flat. It felt a little weird. I don't know how to explain why. Um, I did like the fact that Jay did not turn. That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought Jay was going to turn and cost Sammy. Um, so I'm glad that that did not happen. Um, and I think they wanted you to think that on purpose. Um, maybe, and they misled us, or... There's rumors that that was the original plan and they chose to change it. Uh, which, if so, if they did choose to change it, good call. Good call. Um, then Jimmy and Roman uh, proceeded to beat up Sammy after the match. Kevin Owens came out, made the save on Sammy, kind of. Uh, 
I've seen people say, why didn't Kevin come out earlier and like help him win? Well, it's because Kevin and Sammy still aren't exactly friends. Kevin also just doesn't like the bloodline. So Kevin just came out to stop the bloodline. Uh, and then him and him and he and Sammy both stood tall at the end, which was a good, a feel good moment um, for to end the show, which I wish they would have done with Drew at Clash of the Castle more so. I mean, they did the whole thing with Tyson Fury but that was supposed to be off the air, and it, they didn't like it. They didn't like that it was on air and, and stuff like that. And, like, most of the crowd thought it was weird. A weird thing to do after Drew just lost or should be upset. All that stuff. So, I wish they had done something a little more like this. Like the, like what they did with Sami Zayn with Drew at Clash of the Castle. But I digress. And then also that day was Battle in the Valley in uh, San Jose, California, San Francisco, California. I'm not sure, um, but a couple of note, things of note. Um, Kazuchika Okada defeated uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi to retain the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. This two are always good, always having good matches. This one felt a little bit lackluster, though um, not, not one of their best. Um, but also, we've seen their matches so many times. How much better can you get before you start decreasing? Um, and then Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez. My apologies. Mercedes Monet and Kyrie Sane for the IWGP Women's Championship was fantastic. Mercedes won, um, which I think will get a lot more eyes on the IWGP Women's Division. Um that they're trying to establish. Mercedes was great. She killed it. She looked like she hadn't missed a step. Kyrie is incredible. Reminded us of just all how great she is. And then also another thing of note was Eddie Kingston against Jay White. Um, and Jay White lost, which means that he has to leave New Japan pro wrestling altogether. Um, and I find it interesting Um because I, so there, there were specula, there was, there's been speculation of where he's going to go next. And uh, there's rumors, just rumors. So uh, I hope, I, I hope these are wrong, by the way, um, that he would go to W, that he would go to WWE. There, that, so people were thinking he would go to WWE, but the rumor is that they're, they've been after a different free agent, someone who they think is bigger, a bigger free agent than Jay White, which is crazy. The rumor of that has been Kenny Omega, which is, that would be nuts. I don't know if I want that. Um, but Jay White going to WWE would be great. And I hope he goes there because I think he would fit in the best there. Um, obviously, the other speculation is AEW. Because they're the biggest company, the second biggest company in, in, in the United States. Um, I just, uh, I don't think Jay White would fit in there. I mean, Jay White is great, but they have so much talent there. And it's already oversaturated by guys like Kenny Omega and Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and John Moxley. And it's just kind of like everyone's a big star there. So Jay White, I think, should go to WWE be his own big star, kind of the way that AJ Styles did. I think it would be kind of in the same vein. Um, so I think Jay White should go there. If WWE isn't interested, that's strange. There were reports that Kenny Omega's contract was going to be up, but it's now been extended to November because of his time that he was injured. So maybe WWE will shift gears if the rumors are true. If the rumors are true, take it with a grain of salt. Um, 
maybe they'll shift gears and focus their attention on Jay White, which I think that they absolutely should. I think Jay White coming in and wrestling guys like AJ, Cody, um, Balor, Damian Priest, like, uh, you know, just a lot of their really good talents would be fantastic. Uh, I also want to see him against guys like Dolph Ziggler or uh, Mustafa Ali or Chad Gable or whoever. That's uh, another thing. Uh, Chad Gable and Cody Rhodes just had a great match last night on WWE Raw. Push Chad Gable, please. He's fantastic. So, yeah, so that was Elimination Chamber and Battle in the Valley. Just kind of the cliff notes and my thoughts uh, on, on all of it. I think Mercedes Monet is great. I think Elimination Chamber after the Brock and Lashley match was fantastic. Uh, the, the women's match wasn't bad. It just left a little bit to be desired, I, I feel, other than Asuka winning. Asuka winning is great. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think Elimination Chamber, Battle in the Valley, both fantastic. Both were really good. Um, and then this Sunday, we have AEW Revolution. I'm so pumped for that. Um, especially House of Black versus The Elite. I think that'll be fantastic. The 60-minute Iron Man match between MJF and Brian Danielson is going to be incredible. We have the uh, tag team ladder match, which we're finding out tonight on AEW Dynamite, who the fourth team is going to be in that match. I don't really know why they're doing a four-man, a four-team ladder match, but I'm not complaining. It'll be cool. Uh, and so I'm, I'm very excited for that. I really hope that the last team is like Darby and Sting, because them with Jarrett and Lethal and the guns and the acclaim would be kind of fun. I think that'd be good. So AEW Revolution is this Sunday. I'm excited. I'm glad my uh, show with the BWA is in the afternoon so that I can wrestle my show, go home, sit down after a long, long travel weekend that this is going to be. It's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hours on the road. Um, I'm going to be exhausted. I might fall asleep during Revolution, but I'm going to try not to. Uh, so I, I'm excited for that. I really... Excuse me. Oh. Um, I really hope that AEW Revolution is an incredible show. And usually Revolution really is. I mean, they kill it every year with Revolution, I feel like. So I'm fired up about Revolution. I think it's going to be great. I love professional wrestling. I love watching professional wrestling. And uh, so there's um, there, there was a little tournament this weekend that I was involved in. And it was the King of Supreme Tournament. It is an annual tournament done by Supreme Wrestling, which is where I trained, where I got my start in professional wrestling. And every year they do this tournament. Last year I was not in the tournament, and I specifically requested to be in the tournament this year. And this year I got to wrestle three guys, Chuck McRoberts, uh, who I think I've mentioned on here before. He kind of he, he kind of started calling me the name Gaston because he... Uh, his his daughter, who also is a wrestler now, um, was in drama club with me when I played Gaston in Beauty and the Beast. So he started calling me Gaston, and it, and it stuck. I've told that story on the first episode of the podcast. Go listen to that if you haven't already. And I got to wrestle Tanner Saturn, who is a great young wrestler. And our, this is our second match that we've had together, and the chemistry is off the charts. And then I wrestled Eric Draven, uh, my trainer, who was on the last episode of the podcast. 
So um, there's one of these matches that has been getting a lot of attention and has been called a match of the year candidate. And that was my match with Tanner Saturn. And uh, my friends over at um, a podcast called Back Talk, uh, Andy Shades is a part of it, along with uh, three of his friends. Andy Shades um, also is uh, kind of going to Supreme Wrestling shows. He actively likes to involve himself in the shows, uh, you know, whatever, um, uh, alongside Eric Draven. And he's currently feuding with Mortimer Blankenship and Charlie Key. None of my business, whatever. But on his podcast, um, he really put over my match with Tanner Saturn um, as a match of the year candidate. I'll, I'll play the clip. Love Supreme play out, Andy, for the listeners out there. So, um, all right. So, so I said there was there was one match that was my match of the week between all the wrestling I consumed: WWE, AEW, Impact whatever um, came out as Supreme Wrestling and I, I, I'm not being biased because I go and watch them. Tanner Saturn Gaston LaRue stole the show. And again, and, and I'm not, I'm not hung up on Tanner right now after he chased me out of the ring. Um, last Sunday in, in Seymour. Um, oh, yeah, but, one of them. but his match, I'm telling you, his match with Gaston was the match of the week across all of professional wrestling that I saw. Period. Uh, stole the show. Of course, they kicked the show off with this match. Nothing was touching it. Nothing. Uh, There's nowhere to go but down, huh? That's a shame. Um, and it, it didn't go down. It just, I mean, when you go out and you steal the show, that's going to be hard to follow. Like, it's a tough act to follow, yeah. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything's lesser than. It just means. Uh, uh, I would have loved to see who would who could come out on top. <coughs> Mysterious person emerged and took out Tanner and Gaston took Gaston took took the victory um uh, so explain. mysterious uh, as in is mysterious or is in mysterious i don't a want mysterious unknown person I, okay like just this, just ski mask like well, like face paint spongebob in a tie red and black i don't know um oh Okay. So and nobody uh, apprehended this guy. Uh, nobody got him on the way in or out. Or ref didn't see it. Took out Tanner with uh, I think a chain around the fist and and ran away. And and Gaston was upset, but took the victory. I mean, uh, you got to in in a tournament situation, you got to take the victory. So right, yeah, you got to take the victory if you're looking at that. I mean, there's been a lot of ways in that with King of the Ring back in the day too. Uh, well, Gaston so, had the uh, podcast right by the book. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, you can check that out on Spotify. Yeah, uh, check out Gaston. I like saying Gaston. Sometimes I like to be extra French with it, and other times I just don't. Gaston. But definitely match of the week, Tanner Saturn and um, Gaston LaRue. There is video of it out there if you can find it. 
Come here. At one point, at one point, if you've ever seen pictures and you well, you've watched the videos, so the back wall where the ring is, there's TV screen and there's a wall, but there's a little ledge up on that wall. Tanner scaled the ropes, got up on the wall, and did a diving clothesline. Nice. Uh, Move of the year. Match of the year right there. Uh, Again, I would have liked to see a a finish between the two of them. You can't help when somebody shows up to get a vendetta on Tanner. But you know what? I'm not too upset because Tanner chased me out of the ring. So... um, it's a vendetta now, this guy? They, they found out whoever it is, it's... I'm guessing. I mean, why would you do vendetta? that? There, yeah. There's got to be... Well, this, this mysterious person Somebody has been showing up. This mysterious person has been showing up in Tanner's matches uh, as of late. So uh, So it's more against Tanner and less less like with Gaston. Yes. Because it's yes, been with yeah. other opponents. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, Gast- okay. Like Gaston like had vendetta. nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, you said he had reservations of taking a victory in that way, but what else are you supposed to do? Well, congratulations yeah. to Gaston. So yeah, match of the fun. year right there. It's fun. Um, Gaston did advance. It was an incredible match. Tanner is such a talented athlete. You bookers out there who may be listening to this, book Tanner Saturn. He's so good. Such a talented young wrestler. He's in high school still, and he's so good. Like incredible um i think it was my favorite match that i've had of 2023 so far Uh, no no joke like my favorite match i've had of 2023 so far and i he's just remarkable he's a remarkable young wrestler and we you know if you've ever seen supreme um there's a wall and there's a little ledge on the wall and he climbed up on the wall and jumped off and hit like a diving clothesline on me. It was crazy. Um, the finish of our match left a little bit to be desired. It wasn't uh, what I wanted necessarily, but I got the win and I was super excited about that. Um, please go check out the match with Tanner Saturn. It's on my YouTube page. You can go find it. I have linked it in Facebook posts, Twitter posts. Like, you can go find it really easily. It's so good. Uh, I'm really proud of this match. So please go watch it. Please go watch it. My other two matches, though, were no slouch. Uh, In the first round of the tournament, I wrestled Chuck McRoberts. Chuck and I have had match after match. um, But this is the first one we have had in a year and a half, two years. So I was pretty excited um, about this going in. But... It was, it was, you know, even better than I could have imagined it. Chuck was really moving, man. He was ready to make me work, uh, and and we had a we had a good match. In the end, I came out on top, hitting him with two of my catastrophe running running knee strikes, and I pinned him one, two, three in the center of the ring. But he gave me a run for my money. He gave me one heck of a fight, and uh, man, I, I I loved it. I, I loved it. I respect Chuck greatly. And, you know, uh, here's to many more matches with, with Chuck McRoberts, even, you know, if he is w- starting to wind down his days wrestling as he is getting a little bit older. Um, but, man, I, it was great. I, I had no complaints. You know, he whipped my butt. 
the whole match. You can find that on YouTube too. You can find all almost all my matches on YouTube. You can find all three of these matches from the King of Supreme Tourna Tournament on YouTube. I also wrestled my trainer, Eric Draven, uh, in the third round after I beat Tanner Saturn. And uh, I took the fight to Draven. He wanted to play not by not so by the book. He wanted to play a little bit dirty, so I had to play a little bit dirty back. Thumbed, thumbed, thumbed him in the eye a little bit. Choked him with my hair tie a little bit. Um, it was good. Um, his manager threw a kendo stick at me, and I caught it. Draven chose to fake uh, that he got hit by me, and he absolutely didn't, but I got caught with the kendo stick. Got disqualified. I was really upset. I, I'm still pretty peeved about it, if we're being completely honest, but I digress. Draven went to the finals, but he got his butt kicked in the finals, so it was worth it. He got his butt kicked in the, in the finals by Charlie Key, who became the new Supreme Wrestling Central States Heavyweight Champion. So, yeah, I'm super proud of those matches from this weekend. At this time, I'm going to play my promos for my upcoming matches this weekend. Um, next weekend, and then I will promote my uh, all my upcoming shows and close out the show. Friday, March 3rd, Bluefield, West Virginia, the premier wrestling league. I make my debut for the PWL, and I am defending my AIWF World Television Championship just one day before their 31st anniversary. And you see... I have defended this already in four different states successfully. I have had six different title defenses successfully. And on March 3rd in Bluefield, West Virginia, it's going to be no different. I am hosting this challenge. And whoever in West Virginia thinks that they can step up, that they can defeat Mr. By the Book, will come on down. But I got bad news for you. It's going to be a sad night, a sad, sad tale for you. Because when you lose... It's going to be 100% by the book. Hi, I'm Gaston LaRue, and on March 4th, I step into the ring with the 300-pound masked man known as Blade. And not only... Is he my biggest challenge metaphorically, but literally? And I'm going to be defending this AIWF World Television Championship against him when I step into the ring with him in Mount Airy, North Carolina, a part of the 31st anniversary of the AIWF at Mayberry Madness. But you see, Blade, even though I am superior to you, I don't look down on you, but you also shouldn't look down on me just because I'm smaller than you in appearance. I have fought tooth and nail against men your size since I started in professional wrestling. And you see, I'm going to prove to everyone why I am the best champion in the entire world. I am the AIWF World Television Champion. I have defended in four different states successfully. Six different title defenses successfully. And you see, Blade, it's going to be no different against you. I don't care how big and strong you are. I don't care how seasoned of a veteran you are. I'm going to step in the ring with you. I'm going to prove why I am the man around here. And when I beat you, it's going to be 100% by the book. Icon Lee, tell me what exactly is iconic about you. Nothing. 
I'll tell you what's especially not iconic about you is your little social media presence you like to pride yourself on. You like to pride yourself on social interactions. You like to pride yourself on social media. Well, social media interactions are very important in the business of professional wrestling. That's by the book. But you see, Icon Lee, what isn't iconic is being so annoying and nauseating to the point where people don't want to see your face. People don't want to hear your voice. People want to throw up anytime they see you post. And all you do is come up with these lame insults. Calling people sheep. Calling people peasants. Calling people pigs. How stupid are you? You're literally a video game NPC. You are an idiot. You are a mockery and a nuisance to professional wrestling. You want to know how I know that? Because I study this every day. This is the ancient book of wrestling. This holds the careers of people who are icons in this business, who didn't play wrestler like you. They didn't have to walk out to the ring in a stupid Magneto helmet with their stupid contacts, with their stupid kick pads, with their Elucha trunks. They came out, they fought tooth and nail every single night and proved why they're real professional wrestlers. They didn't make a mockery of this business and big shot big league people just because they were a jobber on AEW Dark. They didn't walk out with their stupid grill in their teeth. The only metal that you need in your teeth is that is some braces to fix that stupid underbite, bud. Icon Lee, on March 10th, I'm not only going to take that Dreamhouse Championship from you, I'm going to expose you for everything that you are, and that is a phony professional wrestler. And when I do, when I prove, and when I expose you for everything you are, and when I take that Dreamhouse Championship, it's going to be 100% by the book. March 11th. Route 33 is finally back, finally back. And I've been excited. I have been so excited to show up at Route 33 again. I was hoping for a match with Aaron Graves after the way he cheated in our match at the last show, but I'll take Gary Gandy because I haven't finished business with Gary Gandy too. Much like Aaron Graves, Gary Gandy cheated his way to a victory against me last May. And while I stood tall at the end, it's just something's just not sat right with me because I know that even though Gary Gandy is a formidable foe, that I can and will defeat him. Gandy, you want to come out to the ring with, that, with those stupid pubes on your face that you want to call facial hair? You come out with that stupid half-shaven haircut with your stupid little ponytail that is barely barely holding on by a thread and you want to come out and you want to call yourself Mr. Five Star. Well, Gary Gandy, you've never had a five star match in your life. You've never had a five star performance in your life. If anything, you're two stars and a hot dog and a handshake. And you see Gary Gandy, I'm going to prove that on March 11th. I'm going to show you how to win truly a hundred percent by the book. And when I do, when I beat you, when I tap you out, when I pin you in the center of the ring, it's going to be just that. It's going to be by the book. And we're back from, uh, from those messages, from me promoting all, you know, my upcoming shows for this weekend. Again, this weekend on March 3rd, I have the Premier Wrestling League where I will, I will be defending my 
AIWF World Television Championship in Bluefield, West Virginia against none other than Jeff Paul. On the 4th, I will be defending my title again after I kick Jeff Paul's butt against, uh, against the 300-pound monster known as Blade. On Sunday, March 5th, I will be at Bu the Buckeye Re Wrestling Alliance teaming with Hot Percy Drews, my fellow tragedy boy, uh, as we look to win the BWA Tag Team Championships. On March 7th, I will be at XCW Ohio, and I plan to inevitably retain my AIWF World Television uh, Championship this weekend, so I will, I will be uh, defending my title there on Tuesday. And then March 10th... March 10th, I will be facing Icon Lee for the Dreamhouse Championship, and I'm going to kick the crap out of that absolute goof I'm going to expose him for the crappy professional wrestler, professional wrestler that he is. I'm going to take that stupid Magneto helmet, turn it sideways, and stick it straight up his, well, where the sun doesn't shine. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I have to wrestle another goof the next day at Route 33 in Spencer, West Virginia against Mr. Five Star Gary Gandy. And I'm going to beat the crap out of Gary Gandy. I'm going to settle a score with Gary Gandy, and I'm going to beat him 100% by the book. Uh, March 12th, there is also Supreme Wrestling in Seymour, Indiana, their monthly show that they run. Uh, March 18th, I will team with Saturn Price in a triple threat tag at Ascend Pro Wrestling, at Ascend Pro Wrestling Power Clash, where we look to become the number one contenders for the Ascend Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championships. Arcade Hangover, you've been on the podcast before, and I told you... Me and the Tragedy Boys, we're going to show up and come for those tag titles. And it's time, baby. Time is running out. Myself and Saturn Price are coming for those tag team titles, baby. And then March 18th, March 19th, I'm planning to go down to VCW, which is also in West Virginia. Um, that, that's an exciting show that they run there. March 24th, Manchester, Ohio, for the Rumble on the River. I will be teaming with Sergeant Ledbetter and Damian Daniels against Party Mike of Arcade Hangover, and also Piper and uh, Donnie of GK Fam. And obviously, my team is going to kick their butts in six-man tag team action. And then the next day on March 25th, I will be at Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling in Cleves, Ohio, my hometown, and I am ready to kick some can there. I don't know who I'm going to go against yet. I have, my match hasn't been announced, but I'm excited to beat the crap out of whoever I'm going to beat the crap out of. And then March 26th, I am planning to go down to DPW and North, and uh, I think they're in Charlotte or Raleigh that day, North Carolina. DPW Deadlock Pro Wrestling is an incredible promotion. I really want to work for them eventually. Um, myself and the Tragedy Boys are planning to make a fun trip out of it. So uh, if you're going to be, the, if you listen to this and you're going to be down there, we'll see you there. So thank you guys for listening. Um, I just thought I'd come on and update you on some of the things that have been going on. I also just wanted to talk about some things, just some things that I have enjoyed in the world of professional wrestling lately. Um, and some of the things that have been talked about, about me lately, how my career is going and promote my upcoming shows. So thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. I look forward to having more guests on again in the near future. And I will see you guys next week. And don't forget to continue doing things 100% by the book.